My name is Janelle Mulvihill, and I serve with a ministry called Child Evangelism Fellowship. This ministry is a children's ministry, the world's largest children's ministry, in fact, and we are focused on reaching every child, every nation, every day, with the gospel or the good news of Jesus Christ. We want the children to know that God loves them and that they can choose to accept him as their savior from sin. Child Evangelism Fellowship has many different programs that we offer or different ministries that we do. One of them is trainings, seminars, as well as training courses. If you would like any information about training, such as for your Sunday school teachers or for your church, and you would like training on how they can effectively share God's word with the children, or if you would like any other information about the ministry, then please feel free to contact me at 600-7695. Or you can look us up on Facebook at Good News Club Belize. That number again is 600-7695. It's also available on WhatsApp. so cool to see into the future and to see what you would do when you would grow up. Maybe to see where you would live or what job you would have or even who you might be married to. That would be really neat to look into the future and see your life maybe 20 or 30 years from now. Wow. But you know what? We can't do that. Nope. That would be really fun. But that's impossible for us to do that. But someone does know the future. And that's God. God knows everything from the beginning to the very end. He knows what will happen all the time. Our memory verse today talks about God knowing the plans for your life. And it's found in Jeremiah 29, 11. It says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Jeremiah 29, 11. Now this memory verse is found in the book of Jeremiah, and that's in the Old Testament part of the Bible. 
Jeremiah was written by a man who was named Jeremiah. Jeremiah was a prophet. A prophet is one who speaks God's messages. Now, the book of Jeremiah is after the book of Psalms and Proverbs in the Old Testament. It has many chapters, and our memory verse today is found in chapter 29, and it's verse 11 in that chapter. Now, God told the words to Jeremiah for him to write down, and Jeremiah wrote them. God inspired 40 different men to write the words that are in the Bible. They're God's words, but God had 40 different men write them down, and Jeremiah was one of those men. So this memory verse says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Jeremiah 29, 11. So these are God's words. When it says, saith the Lord, that means words that he is saying. He's saying, for I know the thoughts that I think toward you. You see, God has wonderful thoughts toward you. God knows everything. He is omniscient. That means he is all knowing. He knows everything that there is to know. And he has thoughts about you and about your life. And he knows everything that will happen in your life. And God has a wonderful plan for your life. He has thoughts of peace and not of evil. God has a wonderful plan for your life. And it's not an evil plan. It's not a bad plan. It's thoughts of peace. Peace is that inner stillness, that inner quietness that you feel like when things are going right and there's not any problems. Peace is a wonderful feeling. God wants you to have a life of peace and to know that his plan for your life is the best plan for your life. Jeremiah 29, 11. For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Jeremiah 29, 11. God has a wonderful plan for your life. But the first step in God's plan for your life is for you to believe in Jesus as your Savior. And if you've never believed in him before, then you can do that today. That's the most important step in your life is to believe in Jesus as your Savior. That's the first step in God's plan for your life. But if you have already believed in Jesus, then remember that when you have a decision to make, you need to ask God for wisdom and say, God, what do you want me to do? And as you ask God for wisdom, then he guides you in your life and in his plan for your life. God's plans for your life are wonderful. And if you've believed in Jesus, you should do your best to follow God's plan for your life. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. <laughs>
Boaz did not stay any longer than he needed at the city gate of Bethlehem. I'm sure he hurried to Naomi's home as soon as he was done with his meeting. He arrived with the good news that he would be the kinsman redeemer. He would buy Elimelech's land and then he would marry Ruth. Plans moved ahead for the wedding. Now, weddings in Bethlehem were a bit different than weddings we have today where we live. On the wedding day, Boaz and his friends, they went kind of like, I guess you could think of it like how people march in a parade, where there's a group of people who are marching in a line in a parade, things like that, or a group of people walking together. On the wedding day, Boaz and his friends, they went to Naomi and Ruth's home. Ruth, Naomi, and other relatives of theirs were waiting for Boaz and his friends to come. An older man blessed the couple, and then Boaz led Ruth through Bethlehem to his own home. And on the way, there were people lining the streets, and many of them would join the group as they walked to the home. There was a great feast in Boaz's home. It probably lasted for a few days, this celebration. Was Ruth still an outsider? Nope, because Boaz was her kinsman redeemer. Now Ruth belonged to the Israelites. I am sure Ruth was excited and she must have been amazed. Imagine all of this happening to her. It was as God had planned. God's plans are wonderful because he is kind and gracious and wise. God has the power to make sure his plans happen. You and I are born outsiders of God's family because of our sin. God planned a way that we could belong to his family. And that way is through Jesus. Jesus became a person like you and me. And Jesus paid the price to take the punishment for our sin. Jesus did not pay money. He paid with his life. Have you trusted Jesus to buy you back into God's family? Have you trusted Jesus to be your redeemer? If you have already done that, then you will want to tell God thank you for his wonderful plan. I'm sure Ruth told God thank you for him being kind to her. Now that she was married to Boaz, she didn't have to go in the fields anymore to pick up leftover grain. She stayed at home and Boaz was also thankful to God. He loved Ruth and together they had a happy home. After some time, a little baby boy was born to Ruth and Boaz and everyone was happy, especially Naomi. This baby was to have her husband's family name, Elimelech, his family name. The baby had it. The women in Bethlehem were happy for Naomi too. They said, Blessed be the Lord. He has not left you without a family. Your daughter-in-law Ruth has given you a little grandson. And then the women gave the baby a name. What do you think the baby's name was? It was Obed. Obed, that's a different name. 
But Obed has a special meaning. It means worshiper. You see, this was all part of God's bigger plan. When Adam and Eve sinned, the first two people that God made, Adam and Eve, when they chose to sin, God promised to send a savior. God's plan was to send that savior to the Israelites, to a Jewish family. Now, let's see how this all connects. Ruth and Boaz had a little boy named Obed. When Obed grew up and he got married, he had a little boy named Jesse. Jesse, when he grew up, had eight sons. Now, the youngest son of all was named David. When David was just a shepherd boy, God chose David to be king over the Israelites. God's plan was that the Savior would come through David's family. But a few hundred years later, it seemed like the Jews would be completely destroyed. The land was invaded and many Jews were taken as prisoner. Would God have to change his plan? No, God's plans are so wonderful. When God plans something, he does it. He made sure some of the Jews were kept alive. And at that time, God's son came into the world as a little baby. He was born in Bethlehem, right in the city where Ruth and Boaz had lived. In the New Testament, the second part of the Bible, God recorded all the names of those in the family line of Jesus, God the Son. And guess whose names are in that family line or family tree? It's Ruth and Boaz. Imagine that. Ruth, the outsider, in the family line of the Savior now. Wow, it was God's great plan. If you love the Lord Jesus, God has a plan for your life too. Some people think that God doesn't have any good plans for your life and that he spoils all the fun in your life. But that's not true at all. Remember the memory verse that we learned today? Jeremiah 29, 11? For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, saith the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil. God has a wonderful plan for your life and his plans for his children are very best. It is good to ask God to help you make right choices. God's plans for you are always good. And his biggest and best plan for you is to make you more and more like Jesus. And what could be better than that? God's plan is to use all the things that happen in your life to make you think and act like Jesus would. It's exciting to think that God has a plan for you. And God had a plan for a woman named Mary. Mary was chosen to be the mother of Jesus. Now, Mary was from King David's family line. Mary was chosen to be the mother of Jesus. Now, did Jesus have any human father? Nope, he didn't. God was his father. But Mary was married to a man named Joseph. Joseph was her husband. Joseph was also from David's family line. And Joseph would be like Jesus' father while he was here on earth. But actually, it was only like Jesus' human father. 
Jesus' real father is God. When Jesus was very small, still a baby, Mary and Joseph took him to the temple. And the temple was where people worshiped God. Now at the temple, an old man named Simeon lived there. While Mary and Joseph were at the temple, God told Simeon to go out into the temple. And immediately, Simeon knew who the baby was. Many years before, God promised Simeon that he would not die until he saw Jesus, the promised one. Jesus grew up and did many different miracles. He also helped people to learn more about God and about obeying God and living for God. But when Jesus was 33 years old, he was killed like a criminal. The Jewish leaders thought that their plan had worked to kill Jesus. The Roman soldiers thought that Jesus was just like any other person they nailed to the cross. The amazing thing is that what they were doing was all part of God's plan. But they didn't know that. God had said already in the Old Testament, the first part of the Bible, that Jesus would die. This was all part of God's plan. God's only begotten Son, the Lord Jesus, was punished by His Father for our sin. And there on the cross, God treated Jesus like an outsider. God left Jesus to take our punishment. And that was the price the Lord Jesus had to pay as he suffered and died on the cross. After Jesus died, friends took his body and they placed it in a tomb. And Jesus' enemies sealed and guarded the tomb. But that didn't make God's plan any different. After three days of being in that tomb, Jesus left the tomb, and an angel rolled the stone away to let people see it was empty. Jesus rose again. He came alive again. Only a living Redeemer can bring outsiders like you and me into God's family. Jesus can do it. The Bible says, But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God even to them that believe on his name. What do you have to do to become a son or a child of God? You must receive him and believe in his name. You have to receive Jesus and to accept him as your own savior. You have to believe or trust completely in him that he died for your sin and rose again. If you receive Jesus as your savior, then he makes you a son of God or a child of God. Sons includes boys and girls, anyone. If you receive Jesus as your Savior, then you can become a child of God. Will you receive Jesus and believe that he paid for your sin? If you're ready to make that decision to believe in Jesus, then you can tell him something like this and truly mean it. Dear Jesus, I have sinned and I am sorry. I believe you died and rose again. I receive you as my Savior. Please make me your child and change me on the inside to live your way with your help. In Jesus' name, amen. When you receive Jesus as your Savior, then he makes you his child and you are no longer an outsider from God's family. You become part of God's forever family.
Jesus is the only begotten Son of God, who died for your sin and rose again. And forty days after Jesus rose again, he went back to heaven. But we are still waiting for God to do another part of his plan. And that part is when Jesus will return to this earth. Everyone who has received Jesus as their Savior will go to be with him forever. If you've never made the decision to receive Jesus as your Savior, then you can do that today. And that is the first step in God's wonderful plan for your life, is to receive Jesus as your Savior. If you have any questions about things I talked about today, you can contact me on WhatsApp at 600-7695, or you can find me on Facebook at Good News Club Belize. If you would like to read about Ruth and Boaz and their little boy Obed, you can read about it in Ruth chapter 4, verses 13 to 22. That's Ruth chapter 4, verses 13 to 22. That's all for this time. See you next time. Bye!